Hello, and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary. I'm your co-host, Dad. Today's episode is brought to you by the same bubbly <laughs> that I drank in the last one, because we're doing two podcasts in a row. So this is a little bit, um, I don't know, we're trying to save on the bubbly. And, and this one, again, is the raspberry. Not as good as the blackberry, but it's still good. Bubbly, if you want to get behind this. And also, we have believe, a second sponsor. Believe in the bubbly. We actually have three sponsors today. It's not only Titleist, but yep. FootJoy. FootJoy make a great golf. Now I'm just golf, confused. Titleist <laughs> and FootJoy make a great golf shoe, make good golf apparel. And then finally, Fitbit. Because, like, we're not even really doing a podcast today. We're just, we've turned just into the, what, QVC channel. About Fitbit, all right? And the uh, Fitbits are really good because they're not as expensive as the Apple Watch, but they keep track of, like, your heart rate. Like, actually, my heart rate's, I'm dead. No, and, no, it, <laughs> and it keeps track of your steps. It's just really a good thing to have. So get a Fitbit um, when you're golfing with your Titleist hat and your foot joy on the side and drink a bubbly. Have a great day. Today's episode yeah. is about um, John Maxwell's The 360 Degree Leader. Um, I know that for you, uh, you have often reread John Maxwell. He's been a, a lot of provided a lot of inspiration for you. Not a lot of good stuff John Maxwell does. Sometimes, careful, I love John Maxwell. Repetitive. Let me, let me say this about John Maxwell. Some people don't know this. He went to Circleville Bible College. Did you know that? No, I've never even heard of Circleville. Circleville Bible College, you have, because it's Ohio Christian who we played, Ohio Christian. Um, and that's, I believe, in Circleville, Ohio. Beautiful facilities. I think I still don't remember that. Okay. okay. Sorry. I walked on the campus into the gym, okay? And when I walked in, somebody said, man, what a beautiful facility. And I said, I bought it. I actually made that facility because I bought so many John Maxwell books. And Jackson Maxwell was obviously the, one of the biggest donors. So in some ways, I feel like I prepared Basically, my opponent for the game. Yes, exactly. Um, how generous. That's how I roll. So uh, one of his more popular books um, talk to us a little bit about what's the, the gist, what is the general idea? So this book is the 360 degree leader, which deals with, and it's really interesting concept that the guy that you're really trying to get the bubbly there with it. All right. Um, what deals with the concept that the most impactful person in an organization isn't always, and, and really isn't the top guy because there's a layer um, in scenarios, like you have the top guy, and then you have, like in a school, you have the principal, and then you have the students. Well, and you can even think about this, like yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. go hang out with the principal, right? right? Um, but in between is the teachers. Mm. And it's imperative that the teachers have a heartbeat of the students and also have a vision and mission heartbeat of the principal, what everybody really wants to do, aka in the board. And then that person in the middle, that 360 degree leader, impacts the students, impacts uh, upstairs, yeah. and actually impacts other teachers. Maybe some, um, if that teacher has got uh, more tenor, impacts the teachers that are a little bit, I don't want to use the word lower. Junior. Yeah, junior teachers impacts other administrators. Yeah. And so the person in the middle, and I'm going to give you two illustrations of this. Yeah. Um, 
when I was at Northland and I was the dean of students in the AD, yeah, one of the things I made sure I I did is I kept really good communication lines upward, yeah, like to to the people up. I wanted to know where we were going. Actually, they made some shift changes and so forth, and I was confused a bit. Man, that is dinging a lot. And that is <laughs> not even. I don't think that's me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, sorry, might be folks. Soon. But anyhow, um, long story short, is like I worked hard at building a relationship there. If anyone knows me, I've always been student oriented. I, I like the kids um, in, in a lot of ways. Which is a real benefit to that job. Yeah. Right. It really was. Even as the AD and stuff, as a teacher, like I liked, I cared about the kids. Mm. Now, the other one is, and I've, I had this happen, and I wish mm. I, we could have him on sometimes. Uh, Pastor Michael Heelan was the principal at our Christian school in Hartford. Yeah. And he tells a story of the year that I was there which was 95, 96 was my last year. Mm. He said the year after you left, there was a right, huge right. gap that he fi- fi- figured out finally. And he said, Pete, it used to bother me. And this is what I would do, folks. Uh, every day, I would, there was a study hall, and there were juniors and seniors, and I would go sit with them. Mm-hmm. I was a youth pastor slash AD slash coach, but we had staff meetings on Thursday morning. Yeah. Well, I would sit with these kids and it's sitting with those kids, you'd find out, oh, this kid was going through this. Yeah, or this family yeah. was going through this. Or this family was having real issues, the husband and wife were, and that was a, now impacting how this kid was acting in school or responding in youth group, or why their parents weren't now part of the church. I, you know, they were really struggling, stuff like that. Yeah. So I sat with them, and he said it used to bother me, because I said, doesn't he have work to do? And the truth was, I did have other stuff to do, and, and that would put more stress on me, but they were my work, like, yeah, knowing that. Yeah. And he said- Well, when, it also saved work on the back end, right? Yeah. But, but the fact is, he said, we would go into staff meetings, and someone finally said, what's going on in the school? We don't even know. Yeah. And he said, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, what's happened is coach was our conduit. Yeah. He would have, and it wasn't like I came in and spilled guts about it. I just say, well- you could say that's going on, but let me tell you, this kid's really got stuff going on at right. home. Or his mom just found out that the, the her parents have cancer, both of them. And I remember this going on, and she's trying to help them navigate that. Yeah. That's why, why are they student, late? Why right? are they acting up? In I, class. Great example of this. And uh, I, I think there's just an overall principle of keeping communication lines open um, both ways, right? Right. Uh, we went through a period where um, I don't want to get into all the details. It's not entirely my story to tell, but there was some family stuff that was outside of our control and it affected Finn personally. And it introduced some fear into his life. It was a, it was a big event. Um, uh, I think I can say is uh, we, we had been fostering a baby and we had to return the foster baby and he it really hurt him because he had grown attached to the baby. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair, right? He's four years old, right? And uh, I think he was five at the time. And all of a sudden at school, I started getting reports that he was bullying another kid. Wow. And so I went, uh, the teacher was like, hey, this is like, there's an ongoing pattern. It had happened like about three times. I'd already told him each time not to. So I went in, I talked to her. I was like, hey, this is going on with the foster baby. And um, so I... I was, I just want you to know, like, that's why this has cropped up all of a sudden. And that's me paying enough attention to Finn to know 
<laughs> that's what's happening, right? Like having enough understanding of him. And then I went back and I, I talked to him. I was like, you cannot do this. And that, so that was important, right? I, I cracked down hard. I'm like, you cannot hurt kids like this. Mm -hmm. But then I also said to him, I'm like, but I know that you are, you are scared right now. And I also want you to know that you, you, we are not going to give you back. You oh. are our son. And so addressing and seeing, you know, but also acting as like, acting as that conduit is very in, in appropriate ways, right? We, we don't need gossip. That's a, this is the 360 degree leader. Seeing where Le your responsibilities are. Right. You, you are opening lines of communication to solve issues. And that's acting with, I think the difference is that you are between the two parties that matter, right? Like, it's not gossip if you're dealing with the two people who are actually in right. the situation. And, and you're, helping you're not them. adding more you're people. You're a buffer between the two, right. trying to provide some oil between the friction sure. so that it will come to a point. And the teacher was great, by the way. Right. She, like, she was like, oh, that makes sense. And I was like, I'll talk to him. She's right. like, thank you. But I think the biggest statement you met is you said, and, and we're hearing this at our marriage retreat, and we're going to be there in two weeks, but we heard the guy speak at our ADs for Christ one, and he's speaking at the... Is, that empathy to Finn hmm. meant the world to him. And yeah. empathy and relationships. Yeah. By the way, the bullying stopped after that like third time talking to him. Because the empathy that. was like, I, yeah. I recognize this now, which you probably don't recognize at first. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like we, we, we all have that tendency. I, I, I think it's imperative hmm. that we understand we have a, a, no matter what position we're in, we have a chance to help people on all spectrums. Those that we are uh, we're serving with, that are above us, serving with, that are to our side, and those that we are serving that are below us. And notice this, that when somebody's below us, and I hate using that term. Yeah, like yeah. A student, literally, hey, We're just talking about a flow chart. Right, right, yeah. right. You really need to understand you're serving that young person. Yeah. Because we talk about servant leader, and the best 360-degree servant leader is that person that brings people together that helps people grow, that cares about their heart, that listens to all the spectrum yes. and the impact of it. It's, yeah. it's really a big deal. And I think uh, there's something really uh, powerful about this idea that when we talk from a, like a, even a, a communal standpoint, uh, that everyone is working towards a stable community. We talked about this with how to negotiate, but um, for instance, when I'm working with clients, instead of uh, one of the things that I quickly learned that was just very useful from business side is I didn't give them everything. I gave them what was most important to let them hone down on their decisions, right? And just looking at things, it's like uh, if your boss is giving you something that actually hurts the clients, talking to your boss and trying to convince them, hey, if we do this, we'll promote a longer relationship with the client right? We'll promote long-term stability and profitability. It, the profits might not be as big. The profit margin might not be as big if we, you know, use better materials or whatever else, but they will come back. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's like kind of what we've done with our business is that if we failed, we gave money back, right? Because we wanted to make sure that we created something long-term, not rip people off and run. Yeah. And so it's about those relationships. And that's, you know, and that can be, this is 360, right? So it's, it could be horizontal, it can be vertical. And you have all those moments where you look at things and you're like, okay, I have influence on every single person I touch, whether above me, below me, or to the side of me. And that, I think that realization of what, when you talk about leadership is just influence, which I think 
you know, I don't want to water down leadership too much, but I think there is, there is that idea of like your influence matters wherever you are in that flow chart, you have that kind of impact. No question. And I love what you're saying. And, you know, you said, you know, vertical, horizontal, and obviously diagonal. I mean, like there's, yeah, right, all, right. <laughs> but there, there's all these relationships yeah. and you're, you know, I just saw something, um, on Twitter that just was unbelievable. There was a little boy, um, so he's a rugby player when he's with his coach and he's, he's overwhelmed and his friend comes up to him and he, he said, I'm too young. I'm the youngest player on this team. I'm too small. And he goes, no, no, no. And he said, I'm smaller than you. He goes, you are an unbelievable rugby player. You're insanely good. You're not too short. You're not mm. too tall. You're not too, sp- you can do this. You are the best. Give me a hug. And he hugged his teammate and yeah. it was, like I showed mom and another friend of ours. And I was like, this was a player on a team that was, and, and the coach got, coach was smart enough to stay out of it. Mm. Let the kid talk. Right, right. Right. Like his own teammate who they had to be 14, 15, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It, it was literally captivating. Yeah. That was using a sphere of influence. He impact that young player impacted the coach. He impacted, impacted the player. He impacted the whole team, 360 degrees, everybody. By, and by the way, there's death and life in the power of the tongue. He spoke life. And, you know, very frankly, folks, as you're out there, I don't care what, you're, what layer you are in work. Mm-hmm. You might say, I have no responsibility. You know what it goes back to? Kind of what we talked in previous ones. I what? I lay brick. I'm building a church. Yes. I'm building the house of God. It's like how you look at what you do. Yeah. And... Very frankly, no matter what I do, mm. you, you said, I don't want to limit it to this. I get that. And it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But I want to leave a sphere of powerful influence, powerful influence, preferably for the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I, so I think as a, a, a man, uh, as I look at this, I think uh, kind of piggybacking off that Twitter video you saw, power of saying thank you. Uh, and saying thank you to the horizontal. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. I care about you. Well, I I was, (laughs) the example I was going to (laughs) use, you know, I was like, well, I was going to say, I, I was talking about like bosses or mentors. Um, you know, obviously I'll say, I love you to you. Um, Deborah Benton has been a great mentor. Probably wouldn't say, I'd probably just say thank you. (laughs) You know, you could say, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Deborah, I I thank you. And I can't tell you how much this means to me. Yes. And I deeply care about what what you're doing for me. Yes. And that, and that's like, I just had a conversation with a former player and and I said, Hey man, I just want you to know, I love you. He goes, coach, I love you too. Yes. Okay. Now you're right. Ladies, you got to handle it differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want you to know I love you. Also, if you don't know the guy very well, like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like, there's so many things. <laughs> but if you're gonna have a sphere of influence, man, I, I care. So, um, life and death and the power of the tongue, and I, I need to remember that. Well, what I say to my when I say to my sons matters. What I say to my wife matters. What I say to those in authority over me, who are often very lonely because they are, are in a position the, of authority, they're on an island at times. That makes a huge difference for them. So let's look at this table, right? We're sitting at this table. You got the cameras on us. Yeah. But one of the things I love about my son, PJ, and his wife, Becky, is they have a sphere of influence. And folks, you don't know this, but it's 50 feet out there in our neighborhood. Mm. They care about our neighbors. They are out in the neighborhood it, um, addressing people, uh, inviting people, mm. exhorting people, encouraging people. 
they'll okay stay with me now like 50 feet out they jump on the golf cart they'll take their boys to the pool but that time at the pool is not only for refreshment for their boys and some exercise that is really important but they also take that time to invest in the neighbors in our community and i will tell you this is why this is a really good principle wherever you are be a good one right <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. simplistic be where you are and be, be, a good where one. You are be a good one like i'm going to be the best i can be in in my our church we have met we're, we've only been here less than a year we are already being encouraged to join a bible study yeah because the truth is without bragging on this it's just i see uh, one of the strengths our family has is we we speak uh life into people and they're like hey man we'd love for you to join our bible study but and i don't mean that about me my wife does it Anybody knows my wife, she speaks truth and kindness and life into people. Um, yeah, as I, I, as I look at the, the husband side of it, um, it kind of goes, to, it connects just what you're saying as well. Everything you just said, when you look at this 360 degree, we tend to think of like our main responsibilities, our big rocks. And I think there's a lot to be said for your manner and just recognizing that all the little interactions matter. The way you say things, the, the way that you do things, and even those things that aren't your major responsibilities. Um, and, that, you know, there, there's some health, there's like, you, you have to be careful because you don't want to be a people pleaser. But one thing as a pastor's kid, I was taught to do, and I'm grateful for this, is I was taught to welcome people into the group, right? I was taught to say hi to people. And I can't tell you what a difference it makes. You're really You're just going around. I know. I mean, you really do it to everybody. Yeah. I just, I see people, I say, hi, I, I smile at people as I go by very Midwestern, right? Like, I mean, it depends on your, your culture, yep. like New York that could get you beat up. If nah. you're the wrong <laughs> you know, it's funny. You do that people in New York, they laugh and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just smile. Yeah, say, yeah, right. Right. You always have to judge those Read things. The room. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's same thing like with the, I love you. Very important phrase. Use judiciously. Yeah. Same thing. Smile. Don't be like, if you want to have friends, show yourself friendly. Yeah. And, and, and that's important. important. Again, that's influence. Let me, let me say this. Uh, you probably can recognize this. Um, your mom and I both had roles yeah. in, in parenting. Yeah. And, you know, there were times that, you know, obviously the husband, wife dynamic, but we, 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 I mean, we did this together. But there were some times where mom would get black and white. And she'd be like uh, making a decision and I would, especially you or just would roll with it a little bit better, but Drew would be like, you know, and, <laughs> and I would look at her and we had a couple code things that we would do mm -hmm. that she knew to back off. There were times where I was not happy mm. and she would look at me and give me this look like you're not in, in a spirit right now. So yeah, just yeah. stop. That's leadership in the home too. And yeah. a husband, wife as a husband. Yes. And that also correlates obviously to, you know, as a dad. Yes. Like there's a, there's a team working here. Mm -hmm. And by the way, sometimes how I'm coming across may not be seen by me. Yeah. Um, that's how, a great point. And how mom was coming back across. What said about listening. Yeah. It's really good. So I think this is a great principle, folks. If you're in the middle, okay, you think oh, I, I need to be at the top. I, I, I want to, I'll say this. So we talked about the roles of man husband as a dad, I will tell you this. When I look back now, I think I was a better assistant coach than a head coach mm. because I had empathy and so forth. And sometimes a head coach, you got to draw a line. And yeah, 
that's probably not my strength. And I was able to, I felt like read people and love on people. And I could look at a coach and I don't know why, but I wasn't afraid to say, Hey, this guy. Now, if the coach was, was willing to listen and you right. know, it's not that those I didn't as a head coach, I yeah. have some, uh, you know, whatever success, whatever those terms are. Mm-hmm. But I really look at it and go, man, I, I loved being an assistant, like listening to kids and getting them to talk about things other than basketball, real stuff. And that's probably why I do what I do. Yeah. So I love it. And I love seeing you do what you love to do. Uh, well, I do what I do. <laughs> hey, appreciate you. Love you. This has been great. Thank you, PJ. Love you. Love you.